and welcome back to the Lemonade Chat Podcast. My name is Benita Thornhill. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and I'm your host. This month on the Lemonade Chat Podcast, we're going to be focusing on stress. We're going to learn how to identify stressors and strategies to manage these stressors. So let's dive right in and start by defining stress. What is stress? Is your body's reactions to the demands placed on it from yourself, others, and the world. Anything has the potential to create stress. Any event, situation, or condition. This includes good things as well as challenging things. So good things such as promotions or getting married, purchasing a new house, create eustress in the body. Challenging things such as a job termination, a divorce, or losing your house causes de-stress in the body. As we continue through our learning about stress management, We will talk more about how the body responds to you stress and de-stress because the body responds to them both the same way. Stress can be external or internal. External stress comes from other people, places, things, situations, such as major life changes, relocating, getting married, changing careers, or pay cuts, increases in rent. The workplace is a major source of stress for a lot of individuals because of having to meet deadlines, having an excessive workload, or having so many emails that it feels like you will never get to the bottom of it. External stressors can also stem from social interactions with others, when we interact with our family, even in our intimate relationships. The environment can also pose stress to us such as the noise or sunlight or being in a dark area. Stress can be internal. Internal stress is stress that comes from inside of us, from our own thoughts and beliefs. Fear of failure or fear of the unknown, fear of public speaking is an internal stress. Feeling that we have a lack of control or uncertainty also causes internal stress. We can see this type of stress when we're taking tests or we're having to fill out applications or making decisions. Sometimes when we have to make decisions and we feel like we don't have all of the variables laid out in front of us, that uncertainty causes us stress or it makes us feel as if we lack control. Our beliefs, expectations, and opinions can also result in internal stress. Sometimes what we believe is inaccurate or it it doesn't align with our values. And this can create internal stress as well. So what causes things to be stressful to us? There are several different theories on what can cause stress. And we're going to talk about three of them today. The first is life events. The second is the hardiness theory. 
And lastly, social support. So let's start with the life events theory. The life events theory asserts that there is a certain amount of wear and tear that our body can take throughout the lifetime, which means that over a lifetime, there is only so much stress that our body can be exposed to before it becomes overwhelming. This is known as the allostatic load, that we're only able to bear so much stress over a lifetime. This theory asserts that daily hassles, things that we go through every day, sitting in traffic, having to meet work deadlines, trying to get the kids to and from daycare, are more stressful than major events such as divorces or losing your home. The second theory is the hardiness theory. And that theory states that what causes stress is not the event itself but the attitude that we have toward the stressful event. In other words, it's saying that our perception of a potential stressor makes it a challenge or a threat. And lastly, social support theory, which asserts that we are stressed because we do not have enough support for effective responses. Social support theory looks at emotional support as well as financial support because sometimes we're just going through a rough time and we need someone to talk to to validate how we feel. In the absence of this and just left to our own devices, we can continue to spiral in our feelings. Now that we've talked about three theories, of why we become stressed, life events having to do with the allostatic load, hardiness theory having to do with our attitude towards stressful events, social support theory having to do with emotional support and financial support. Let's talk about stress reactivity. Many of you have heard the term flight or fight response. It is also called stress reactivity. This reaction prepares our body by changing the baseline of our physiology to a state where it is now ready to act. It increases our heart rate, it causes muscle tension, it elevates our blood pressure, we have an increase in sodium retention in our body, our sugar levels go up, and there are changes in our brain waves, among many other things. The longer our body stays away from its baseline, negative effects from stress reactivity are more likely to occur the longer we stay away from our baseline. So that means the longer that we are in this physiological state with elevated blood pressure and heart rate and all of these things going on, these effects are having a negative outcome for our body. The outcomes of stress reactivity can be physical, psychological, or behavioral. Physical strains result in excessive muscle tension, which can create headaches and backaches. Strains can also be psychological, resulting in fears. And it can also be behavioral, 
which we can see um, substance abuse or aggressive behavior. So let's go back and just recap the definition of stress. So stress is the combination of a stressor, which is a stimulus with the potential to trigger the flight or fight response, stress reactivity, the physiological adaptations that our body makes to prepare to take action, and the strains, physical, psychological, and behavior outcomes of built-up stress products we do not use. It is important to remember a stressor only has the potential to create stress. There is a difference in health and wellness. Health consists of seven different domains. Those domains are physical health, the absence of disease and the body's ability to function daily and to have the energy that it needs to respond to emergencies. Social health, the ability to interact with others and have satisfying and rewarding relationships. Mental health, our ability to learn and develop intellectually. Spiritual health, believing that our life has purpose and meaning. Environmental health, living in a healthy environment, which includes good air quality, pure water, little noise, enough personal space, effective schools, hospitals, and etc. Occupational health, working a satisfying job with people who value your contributions, value you as a person, and you feel you are doing meaningful work. And lastly, emotional health, the ability to control your emotions so that you feel comfortable expressing them and that you are able to express them appropriately. Wellness is the degree that those seven domains of health are in balance. Health and wellness are important in managing stress. Next week on the podcast, we're going to start to look at how stress affects your brain. And we're going to talk about different areas of the brain and how stress creates changes in these areas. So until next week, stay safe, be well, and continue to make lemonade out of those lemons. Remember, the information provided in written content, audio, or video on this site or other sites connected with the Clarity Center LLC are for informational purposes and educational purposes only and is not treatment. This information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained or available through this site or connected sites is for general information purposes only. Never disregard professional medical advice. Start exercise or delay seeking medical treatment because of something you have read or accessed through this website.